Hello, my name is Tom Boone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Simple Flying Podcast, where we give you the lowdown on the latest news from the world of commercial aviation. Coming up today, you're stuck with me for the whole episode as Joe is finally taking a well-deserved break. I'll take a look at how you could buy an Airbus A380, a Boeing 747 that's no more, and a large aircraft order from Down Under. Then I'll dive into American Airlines' European expansion before looking at a call-up cycling initiative. So now you know what's in store, let's get on with the show. And I promised A380 at the start, of course. Wouldn't be Tom's A380 podcast without that. Um, But this week, we're going to talk about an A380 airline that we haven't spoken about for quite a while. And that is Thai Airways. Um, The reason we haven't spoken about their A380s for quite a while is because they've pretty much been grounded since, um, since they were... The, the start of the pandemic. I remember uh, if you look at the historic satellite imagery of um, Frankfurt Airport that was taken right at the start of the pandemic, you can see one of them sat at the gate on its final ever flight um, out here before it got grounded. So let's dive a bit more into the story. Um, the There was a flicker that these Thai Airways quad jets would return to service because, you know, everyone saw a huge demand late last year. And um, there was like, across the board, you know, no one expected as many A380s to be flying today as there are. You know, we had Etihad's not too long ago. Um, so let's talk a bit about the sale. Well, they are listed in an as-is, where-is condition. So that means that if you buy it, you know, they're not going to maintain it for you. They're not going to fly it for somewhere for you. You've got to pick it up and sort it out yourself, everything. Um, you need to make a deposit of fi- uh, 50000 US dollars. So... Um, not crazy expensive considering how much you get, but um, you know enough to sort of disqualify anyone who's not serious about buying these aircraft. Um, and then what you have, uh, what is being required is that the, the the people who want to buy these aircraft are going to have to sort of submit a proposal to Thai Airways about about what they're going to do with them, and um, along with this deposit price. And then I guess um, it's it's more of a who can actually take these aircraft reasonably than who's offering the most money. Um, but as I said, you know, all of the six aircraft have been on the ground since the early days of the pandemic. Some of them are at Bangkok's main Suvarnabhumi International Airport, which I probably butchered. Apologies for that. Um, and the others are at the Utaupo Rayong Pai Taya International Airport. Again, apologies for the pronunciation. Um, so, you know, they haven't been flying and the purchaser would have to ferry them elsewhere or dismantle them on site. Um, none of these aircraft have had a sea check since before the pandemic, um, but they are apparently no- noted to remain airworthy with no airworthiness directives or service bulletins grounding the aircraft. Um, the carrier, you know, it previously attempted to get rid of two of its youngest A380s as part of its restructuring and bankruptcy plans in 2020 and 2021. But the initial survey of interest failed to attract a buyer within the two-week purchase period. So, you know, it does leave questions about whether Thai Airways can sell all six of these aircraft. I would love to buy one, but I wouldn't be able to pay for it or know uh, where to put it. Um, but um, the airline sent out an invitation letter saying the bidder is well aware that the sale is conducted under the bankruptcy court's order. The sale of the aircraft contemplated shall be um, subject to final approval by Thai's plan administrator, and only upon receipt of such approval shall the sale be considered final and contemplated. So, you know, a really interesting one there. I would be fascinated to see 
who, if anyone takes them, or you know, even if one of them manages to get sold at all, but um, fingers crossed for Thai Airways there. And if anyone wants to buy me one and knows where I can put one, um, give me a shout. Um, thanks to Aerotime Hub for um, discovering this story somewhere on the internet. Um, the next I wanted to talk about was from the giant of the skies to the queen of the skies. Nice segue, Tom. Um, I've got to say that myself without Joe, you see. Um, and that is um, the Boeing 747, but one specific Boeing 747, the BOAC liveried uh, British Airways retrojet that was sent to St. Affan in Wales. Um, that made quite a storm on the internet this week, um, but maybe not for the reasons that you had hoped. So, it's been parked up in St. Athens in Wales for quite a while now, but it's now in the process of being dismantled. Um, this is a really historic aircraft because it was the last Boeing 747 to fly with the British Airways call sign, ending a f over 50 years, really, of uh, British Airways and BOAC 747 flights. So its final flight was on December 11th, 2020. And, you know, it's not quite the end of the aircraft. I'll tell you a bit more about that soon, but um, it is the end for the aircraft as we know it. Of course, there had been plans for it to be on permanent display outside of the secure area of um, St. Affan Airport, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute because I spoke to um, the chaps at eCube who are the ones who have been dismantling the aircraft um, and who own the aircraft right now, and they told me Aircraft MSN 25823 was delivered to our St. Affan facility at a time when the aviation industry was under great stress because of the pandemic. As part of a larger program that saw 18 747-400 aircraft arrive across our UK and EU sites, MSN 25823 was originally evaluated as an aircraft that could be maintained and made accessible to the public. They added, following a full evaluation, including the aircraft's various stakeholders, the limitations of moving the aircraft to a safe non-airside location have made the ambition unattainable. Therefore, the decision has been made to give enthusiasts around the world the opportunity to keep a piece of aviation history in their home or on their person as part of our reuse, repurpose, recycle program. Ultimately, this will ensure the memory of aircraft MSN 25823 lives on in a positive and sustainable way through disassembly and upcycling. So um, there you have it, um, both the reasons that it's being scrapped and what's going to happen to it. Um, as mentioned in eCube's statement, parts of this 747 are going to be saved to be sold to collectors. But details on how this will work haven't been finalized yet. Um, of course, you know, it's not the first time that we've seen parts of uh, British Airways Boeing 747 on sale. But this is a particularly special aircraft because it's, the, it's wearing the livery that the first British Airways or BOAC as it was back then, um, aircraft was delivered in. Um, it was repainted in this livery to celebrate British Airways' 100th anniversary. Um, that's Some people question whether it's actually 100, but it's... Um, it traces 100 years of um, of flight back through various different mergers and airline name changes, but that's a story for another podcast. Um, so this plane received the BOAC paint scheme. And, you know, it's a bit of a special one for me as well, because I was at Heathrow uh, in the hangar welcoming it with waving my little uh, Union Jack flag uh, when it returned from the paint shop. Um, so as I mentioned, it was the last 747 to fly with a British Airways call sign. And it left Heathrow alongside Gulf um, Charlie India Victor Bravo on December 11th, 2020. This one flew as BA747. 
Um, so the aircraft in question is Golf Bravo Yankee Golf Charlie, and that flew for British Airways between January 19th, 1999 and April 4th, 2020. So in these 21 years, the aircraft clocked up 91,024 flight hours, which is equivalent to 10.39 years in the skies. And this was across 11,051 flight cycles. So it means the average flight length for the plane was eight hours and 14 minutes. Um, but, you know, it's the end of the air road for this aircraft in its full form. But like I said, parts of it should be available. And of course, we'll keep readers up to date when we know any more about any potential sale. Um, moving from uh, the A380 and the 747 to perhaps its newer counterparts, let's talk about the A350 and the 787. Um, because this morning, as I'm recording this podcast, Qantas made a big hoo-ha um, in the news by really boosting its aircraft orders. So it, um, they've signed um, orders with aircraft and Boeing, and apparently these are going to replace the airline's A330s and A380s. So there's my second A380 drop um, today. So Qantas Group CEO Alan Joyce described today's announcement as a generational decision for the company. And what happened today was that they placed firm orders for 12 more Airbus A350s, and sorry, 12 um, in general A350s and 12 more Boeing 787s. And these aircraft are due to arrive um, from July 2026 to June 2027 and onwards into the next decade. So this um, a slice of orders is to start progressively replacing the existing 28 A330s, but it also includes additional purchase rights split evenly between both manufacturers. Um, commenting on it today, Joyce said that it's another multi-billion dollar investment in the national carrier, and it's great news for the customers and the people. He went on to say it's in addition to the 149 firm aircraft that we still have on order to continue renewing the domestic fleet for Qantas and Jetstar and for the non-stop Project Sunrise flights to London and New York. The aircraft will arrive over a decade or more and they'll be part of the fleet for 20 years. They'll unlock new routes and better travel experiences for customers and new jobs and promotions for our people. So the purchase rights are ultimately giving Qantas flexibility for future growth and replaces fleet of 10 Airbus A380s with A350s from around the financial year of 2032 onwards. Um, in terms of the A330, it uses those on a mix of international and domestic routes, and the majority of them are flying to Asia and the US. Um, but you know, the interesting thing is that they're going to have the, this, the A350s and 787s have longer range capabilities. So this means they'll be able to operate um, the current international network, but also maybe open up some new routes in the future. Um, the A330 replacements, obviously, they're not beginning until 2026 at the earliest. So the average age of that fleet then will be 21 years. Qantas said this is in line with its typical replacement profile. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's quite exciting because it's... It's maybe not necessarily such a big order in itself, but I think any order really deserves the airtime that it's getting right now because I do get the impression that orders are not happening so thick and fast as they were um, before the pandemic arrived, uh, even if if they are. Um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of, uh, as Joyce said, there's 149 aircraft outstanding now. Let's look at highlights of um, some of their 
their orders. So the first two A220s they're ordering are expected to arrive by the end of this year, and they're going to begin replacing Boeing 717s. And then um, they're going to take 22 um, wet-leased uh, Embraer E-190s from Alliance Airlines to join the fleet by the end of this year. Uh, they're ex anticipating two A321 passenger to freighter conversion freighters to arrive by the end of the year. Um, 18 of Jetstar's A321LRs will be operating by June 2024, and a further 20 LRs and XLRs will be delivered by 29. And the first of 12 A350-1000 ULRs for Project Sunrise are due to arrive in the financial year of 2025-2026. Um, you know, it wasn't all about the airplanes, though. Qantas did also announce it will secure access to up to 500 million litres of sustainable aviation fuel annually starting from 2028. Um, and this amount of SAF apparently has the potential to meet up to 90% of the group's interim SAF target for 2030. So um, this is going to come from partnering with Airbus and Boeing on SAF projects in the US, and it comes on top of a 400 million Australian dollar climate fund aimed at developing SAF as an industry in Australia. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with Qantas. Uh, more new planes, um, less old planes, and sadly, it sounds like there is the days are numbered for my beloved A380. Um, but you know, while they're still in the air, let's keep flying them. Um, moving onwards now from Australia down under up to North America and Europe, actually, I wanted to talk about um, American Airlines because they've boosted their European network with three new cities over the past week. Let's talk about it a little bit. All three of these new cities um, are due to launch next summer, and they will be based out of Philadelphia with the airline targeting Copenhagen in Denmark, Nice in France, and Naples in Italy. Um, the routes are also going to be accompanied by the return of two former routes. So, you know, it, this was quite funny because it was a bit of a, a day of routes announcements when this story came out because Aer Lingus launched A330 flights to Denver and Minneapolis. LATAM announced it was connect connecting Lima and London. But, you know, we're going to talk about American Airlines today. Um, as we said, all of these three new American European cities are going to be out of Philadelphia International Airport. And tickets for the free are going to go, uh, have already went on sale last Sunday, actually. All three routes are also set to be operated by the Boeing 787-9. So with the addition of these new services, American Airlines will operate 15 daily services to 14 European destinations originating in Philadelphia. Um, with an additional 70 domestic destinations served from Philadelphia, American Airlines is hoping that this can become a one-stop hub for many of its travelers going to Europe next summer. Um, so let's talk about the new routes. The first of the new services will see Philadelphia connected to Nice in France. And this is a route that American Airlines says will be a gateway to the glitz and glam of the French Riviera. This route is uh, going to launch daily from May the 6th. And then it will take another month until we get the next route. So that will be American Airlines launching flights to Naples in Italy. And that's going to have a daily flight from June 5th. This will be American's fourth Italian destination and apparently is perfect for indulging in local Neapolitan pizza and cuisine and visiting the historical ruins of Pompeii. 
So finally, a day later than that, Boeing 787-9s will begin flying daily to Copenhagen in Denmark on June 6th. And according to American Airlines, you know what's coming. This route allows passengers to explore the colorful buildings in Nierhaven Harbor. I've probably butchered that pronunciation, sorry. And delight in traditional butter cookies and experience near endless daylight. Um, so Interestingly, American Airlines says that this is its biggest European expansion in four years. And while three new cities are being launched, it's also launching a new route between Dallas, Fort Worth and Barcelona on June 5th. Um, more routes are being um, restarted earlier next summer or becoming um, year round um, as follows. So. Dallas-Fort Worth to Barcelona, as I said, is going to be a new service with a 777 sorry, from June 5th. Chicago to Venice with a 787-8 is going to resume uh, on June 5th as well. Chicago to Athens on a 787-9 is going to start earlier on May 6th. Charlotte Dublin on a 777-200 is going to start earlier on March 5th. New York Athens on a 777-200 is going to start earlier on March 31st. Philadelphia Venice on a 787-8 is going to start earlier on April 4th. And then Charlotte Madrid is going to become year-round with the 777-200. Dallas-Fort Worth to Dublin is becoming year-round with the 787-8 in winter and the 777-200 in summer. Dallas-Fort Worth-Rome is becoming year-round with the 787-8 and Dash 9. Philadelphia-Barcelona is becoming year-round with the Boeing 787-8. And Philadelphia to Lisbon is becoming year-round with the Boeing 787-8 in the winter and the Dash 9 in the summer. So, you know, quite exciting times if you like flying American Airlines, live in Philadelphia and want to head to Europe. Uh, or even if you don't live in Philadelphia, because as we mentioned, you know, 70 domestic destinations really means they hope it's going to be become a one-stop um, hop, essentially. So I wanted to round up, as we used to a long time ago, with a sort of more silly, calmer, uh, nice story about what's going on in the aviation industry. And this year, we're going to, this year, this week, we're going to turn to Korean Airlines and their plan for old uniforms. So, you know, typically at the end of its life, old crew uniforms are discarded or destroyed. Um, so they don't fall into the wrong hands, presenting a potential security risk mainly. Um, but, you know, they've found a new, far more beneficial use for these pre-owned uniforms at Korean Air. And they're giving them second life as an upcycled first aid pouch. And they're donating these to the local community. Um, so the airline recently created and donated 500 first aid pouches to two beneficiaries in communities close to the airline's headquarters. They're using upcycled pilot and cabin crew uniforms that are no longer in use, obviously. And the kits were donated to the Seoul Gangzeo Senior Welfare Center and the Incheon Yongyu Elementary School. The first aid kits comprised essential medicine funded by airlines' employees' donations. Korean Airlines employees donated around 3,800 US dollars to purchase various first aid necessities to put inside the kits. And these are everything from hay, fe uh, hay fever reducing and cold remedy medicines to who knows what. Um, but this is part of an ongoing sustainability drive at Korean Airlines, and they call that their environment, social and governance activities. 
um, is not the first upcycling project we've seen from the airline in recent months. So in February this year, the airline released a limited number of eco-friendly cosmetic pouches made from retired cabin life vests. The process from the life vest cosmetic pouch sales were donated to a global environment organization. And these pouches um, were produced in collaboration with the Korean beauty brand 107, who is apparently renowned for its natural skincare products and eco-friendly holistic approach to beauty. And there were six different travel size skincare essentials in these pouches. Um, but not only have the pouches been made from retired life vests, but the manufacturing processes were carried out to minimize pollution and carbon emissions. And the pouches were manufactured at a factory using solar power and eco-friendly biodegradable detergents to wash the life vests. So a limited number of 4,000 of those cosmetic pouches were made and available uh, through the Korean Air eShop portal. Then in May, the company released upcycled name tags and golf ball markers, um, interesting one there, um, upcycled from the metal of a retired Boeing 777-200ER aircraft. Um, so that was the third time that the airline had used recycled retired aircraft parts to produce upcycled items. Um, these golf ball markers and name tags were made from the aircraft with the registration HL7715, sorry, after operating 11,274 flights that aircraft retired with its last flight from San Francisco to Seoul Incheon in March 2020. Um, so, you know, I would assume it's not going to be the end for what we see upcycling from Korean Air and even other airlines. Um, I saw just the other day that um, some airlines in Europe had launched a new uh, life fest upcycling initiative. So, you know, I'm really keen to watch this space and see what more comes out there. You know, if there's something specific that you're keeping an eye out for, um, let us know in the comments of this podcast. And also, who knows what we see upcycled from the Boeing 747 that we talked about earlier in the episode. But, you know, I think that's about it for today's podcast. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I welcome any feedback at editorial at simpleflying.com. As always, for more great content, you can visit our website at simpleflying.com or find us on social media. Simply search for Simple Flying. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please do give us a rating on your favorite podcast player. But if you didn't enjoy it, maybe don't. <laughs> but um, that's about all today. So thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.